Hello and welcome to our new series of mini-sodes with author and social media strategist Zoe Lee. It's great to have you with us, Zoe. Would you like to start by introducing yourself to our listeners and watchers? Yes, of course. Thank you, Nikki. And it's lovely to be here. So my name's Zoe Lee and I am the author of two psychological thrillers, The Secretary and If He Wakes. And I'm also a social media strategist, particularly for authors. So I help authors and writers sell their books via social media. That's brilliant. Um, but yes, each mini show will be around 10 minutes long and we'll focus on all the do's and don'ts of social media and how to grow followers and sell books. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to mini show two. So this mini-sode is all about how to grow followers on social media. Now, Zoe, I heard that it's best not to be constantly selling and promoting your own books. So what kind of posts help to grow followers? Okay, um, I'm going to change followers to another word. I'm going to say community because everybody um, says, oh, I need big followers, I need big followers, and look at the follower count. And I get that, I get that. I'm saying you get obsessed with follower counts, but it's um, no good having thousands of followers if they're not looking at your posts, if they're not engaging. It's far better to have a small community where you put a post out and they are commenting and they invested and they're, you know, you've got that connection with them. So I would say these posts are best for growing community. And if you think of it like that, Instead of how can I get followers, then your whole perspective changes on it. So the best thing for growing community are ones that are posts that, you know, you give advice or tips or book recommendations or just chatting to your community of lovely readers. So you're asking for their advice. Give a good call to action at the end of every post, which is what you want the, you know, the viewer or the watcher to do afterwards. Do you want them to comment? Do you want them to share this post? Do you want them to sign up to your newsletter? Always have that in. And basically just think of yourself as speaking to a lovely, warm group of people, asking them, making sure that you're listening, Go and engage on their posts as well, letting them know it's a two-way street. And once you do that, your following count will naturally rise because people will see that looks like a lovely place to be. I want to be part of that community. And that's naturally how you'll grow. Does that answer the question? Yes, I think, that's, yeah. Yeah, that that's so lovely. A community, that makes it sound so much nicer as mm-hmm. well. It's exactly what you um, it's got to be balanced um, or the audience will get bored or annoyed as you say yeah. you can't just be this is my book it's nice to have you <laughs> bye bye bye, bye. Um, so I do put personal stuff on my social media as well um, but it's pretty boring for me because my life's pretty boring so it's often here's my laptop <laughs> with my coffee cup again here's my cat yes, yes. <laughs> here's my dog I'm and working none of that is boring none of that is boring um, <laughs> But I do share little bits about my kids and my private life. Um, But what if people don't want to share details about their private lives? What can they do to sort of continue to engage in the community? And be seen as a real person as well, rather than just like a bot or just like a wooden author, you know. Yeah. I give more of yourself, but at the same time, not everyone wants to share personal details. Yeah, and you don't need to because it's it's crazy now because when you're looking at other accounts and you see everybody, some people share way too much information, which I think gives you the urge that you're like, oh gosh, I've got to really take a photograph of my lunch and I've got to like show them exactly what I'm doing. And the thing is, is that nobody really cares about that because you've got to remember, and, and I do it as well, we all do it. You go on social media to entertain yourself. Everybody's only interested in themselves. So if you don't want to share, you know, 
I don't know, personal private things, then don't set boundaries. The thing is all about what's comfortable for you. And even if you don't want to show your face, let's say that, you, that that is the boundary. I don't even want to show my face. You can absolutely do a lot of social media posts without showing that. You could do like, you know, just footage of your hands typing at the keyboard. You can do a lot of quotes. So for instance, let's say that you've written a book that's set in the mountains, a thriller set in the mountains. And in this book, uh, well, a lot of the things are describing about survival. Let's say, for instance, off the top of my head so a lot of your social media feed could be about surviving in the mountains pictures of the mountains the research that you did because you've got to think that the people who are going to pick that book up have got an interest in those themes so it's about taking the themes out of your book and seeing how they would resonate on an emotional connection like an emotive response with the viewers and watchers so instead of like this is what I had for my tea I'm going out for a walk I'm going, you know, this is my cat, which are all great, but you think those are the personal things. Remember that people are watching and coming to you and they're invested in you because you are a brilliant author and you have these wonderful books and they want more of that. So set boundaries and yes, share your writing room, share your writing process, all of that. You can share it all on a professional level, show your human um, without having to sort of go, this is my wedding photos or oh, these are my, you know, like that kind of private life things. Um, is that okay? Like, you know, does yeah, that Yeah, I know that, but that makes complete sense. And I know you say you don't have to show your face, but I don't know about you, but if I'm engaging with someone on like Twitter and their profile picture isn't their face, I'm always slightly wary because um, yeah. like, I'm like, is this someone pretending to be someone else? All about balance really, isn't it? Between being a real person and being a, showing showing enough of yourself but not all of yourself I guess yeah whatever you're comfortable with set boundaries yeah, yeah. brilliant so I find I'm quite good at posting lots of content when I'm not on a deadline um because I get bored and then I'm like oh what can I do on social media um uh but um when I get kind of too wrapped up in my writing my posts completely drop um and it does take me um I don't know about you Lauren but it takes me quite a bit of time um to kind of do social media posts um I mean Twitter I can tend to kind of reply to things as and when but kind of if I do a TikTok or something that seems to take forever um so I know there are some websites that you can use that you can kind of plan, as you said, Zoe, because planning is very important, we now know, with strategy um, and uh, schedule kind of your social media posts. So can you explain how some of those scheduling sites, I think, is it like Toot Suite work and whether they're a help or a hindrance to authors? Yeah, absolutely. I love them. And I think they're a massive help. And you can get some free versions, but there are quite a few paid ones. And there's loads of these. So you just have to do your research to see which is right for you. But the best thing about them is, like you say, if you've got time, like you're not on a deadline and you've set yourself up to record a little TikTok, record five TikToks and then schedule them in. So it's all about batch creating content when you're feeling confident, when you, you know, you've done your hair or whatever, or your camera ready or you're feeling good. Get as much out of that as you can, because you'll find that once you create one, especially if it's like a reel or a TikTok and you're talking to camera, you're in the mood then. And, and it's the setting up that I find that takes time. Yeah. So once you've set up, why not record two or three? So you can batch create content and then using the um, scheduling tools that we just talked about, then you can go ahead and plan them out to keep to that consistent, you know, 
weekly sort of regime that you can keep up so you can think right well I do this one on a Thursday this one on a you know a Friday or whatever and then in the following Monday is the post when I sell my books so you'll so you know it all and they're, they're also good like they have a calendar view so you, so as we were talking before about making a plan and so you're saying right I'm going to do so say you've got like what we call content pillars so you've got four themes and you might say right my first one is about my writing process my second one is about my writing research I'm just off the top of my head my third one is going to be a salesy post. And so you can see where they come in. So you're not bombarding your audience or your community with just by now, by now. And you can see the different, you know, like channels that are coming up. So they are very good. I would, I would recommend them. Yeah. I think I need to be making notes. I'm going to be watching yeah. this back my pen and notebook. Right, what the four pillars, everybody? Do we all get that? <laughs> four pillars, not bye bye bye. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Very interesting. I'm just like thinking about everything I placed on Twitter and like how nonsense it is now. It's just me chatting to my mates. But no, yeah, that's fine. yeah. Also fine because don't forget, we've all got to be authentic and real, and all of that is lovely. These are all just tools to make your life easier because we've all got books to write, and that's the priority. This is sort of like the the second yeah. bit because you know yeah. we want the books to write but it's no good selling the books if you're not writing the book so it's kind of that way around yeah, yeah. no and no, I agree and you're right Nikki it does take time for me I'm fine on TikTok not on TikTok I'm fine on Twitter because that's the one I I'm like you that's my go-to but Instagram I'm not quite as familiar with and TikTok yeah. especially I spent like three hours doing a TikTok on Saturday <laughs> morning when I should have been writing and I could just feel myself getting so frustrated oh. with myself so I was like this is my writing time what yeah. am I doing but as yeah. you say I had my hair done so I was like I'm gonna do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but sadly that's all we've got time for today thank you for listening to our mini show with social media strategist Zoe Lee and thank you Zoe for sharing your expertise with us today thank you so much for having me I've, I've loved chatting with you two always so thank you Oh, it was lovely to have you, Zoe. And I should remind our listeners that Zoe is the best-selling psychological fiction author of If He Waits and Secretary, both of which are available to buy right now. Um, and Zoe is also a social media strategist. So for more information and how to see how Zoe might be able to help you, sign up for her weekly newsletter, which is full of social media tips for authors on Substack under the Author's Guide 2. Or you can go and have a look at her website, which is at zoelee.com. And that's lea.com. And all the links are in the descriptions of this episode, no matter where you're watching or listening. Uh, but that's it for us. Uh, so it's a goodbye from Zoe. Bye. And it's a goodbye from us. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.